0: He's Greg Silver, I'm Cyrus Sotzes. I'm not wearing any pants, this is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You can follow Greg Silver. He's a jack of all trades these days. He's hosting programs on the Believe Podcast Network. He's producing uh, some of the hit shows for KNBR. You're all over the place, man. You're doing play-by-play for a lot of college athletics. I'm seeing you everywhere. Great to see you here tonight with me for Locked On Warriors. You can follow Greg on Twitter at Greg O Silver. The O has an H in it. But if you're on threads, like Greg and I both are, you take out the H. Still, Greg, oh, silver, just no H in there. Greg, it is great to see you, man. You can follow me, Cyrus Sauts, is on threads at Dog Wild. How are you doing this evening, man? And give us your first impressions of Brian Winhorse. Winehor- weird yet fascinating. Uh, I don't know if he was just spitballing. I don't know if it's conjecture. I don't know if it's an actual report. But he comes on ESPN today and says, Hey, the Warriors could be a team that could pursue Drew Holiday. Ears, eyes are perked. I'm interested. What are your thoughts, and how the heck are you doing, man? I'm great, Cyrus. Thanks for having me back on.
1: You just cracked me up with that intro. Like, I'm still... I'm still laughing I'm wearing pajama pants right now, but I think if we walked into a job interview together like they might pick me honestly. So
0: Oh, easily. Um, easily. I'm I'm unshaven, I'm not wearing pants. And that's an old Gary Radnisch bit by the way. Back in my way early days of producing a, a radio like you're doing right now at KNBR. Yeah, that was always his shtick. I stole that from him. But um yeah, no, get continue on. Sorry to interrupt you, brother. How you doing, man? I'm good. No, and, and the Windhorse thing is really interesting too with like what's going
1: to happen on this Drew Holiday thing. I think that that trade kind of took me by storm. I was in the middle of shaving and kind of squinted at the phone notification. And I'm like, oh my God, Damian Lillard is going to the Bucs. Like that came out of nowhere. Uh, Amazing trade for the Bucs. It's the best player Giannis has ever played with in his career by far. I think that it makes them instant championship contenders, if not the single favorite. I mean, no disrespect to the defending champion Denver Nuggets themselves. But that is quite the superstar duo and already one of the best, if not probably the best in the league, honestly. if We're just going to take right now with the potential they both have and the way they can cover up each other's weaknesses in their game. Unbelievable. But the part that's kind of unfinished is this Drew Holiday piece where Portland's in a rebuild mode. Drew Holiday is, what, 34, 35? And uh, it is believed that he is not – going to play with portland that could get done as soon as monday uh possibly even sooner than that because the media day is on monday and i don't know man i mean i think by the time a lot of people listen to this podcast they might even already have an answer on it could he be coming to the warriors well look when that idea got thrown out there i mean that just sent me down a path of romanticizing for Uh better or worse you were actually the second person I heard say that that trade should happen yesterday. It would be you and Tom Tolbert, uh, both on the same page there. And I mean, uh, yeah, like that guy's awesome. I mean, I want to get your thoughts on it before we dive deeper into it. But yeah, just spill.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, look, dude, Drew Holiday, to me, Drew Holiday, ha- the difference between Drew Holiday and Chris Paul is night and day. Uh, Chris Paul has a bit of a diva attitude. We saw this immediately with his in my opinion ridiculous wish to be a starter even though like look if your if your goal is a championship why does it matter if you're starting or coming off the bench i'm not a fan of that attitude drew holiday is a world champion drew holiday is to me is the dude's got a heart of a champion like he he's the type of player who's just going to give it his all i know he gets injured too but he's not nearly as injury prone um as chris paul you're talking about an age difference of approximately five years drew holiday Ah, uh, doesn't turn 34 until June of next year. So hypothetically, uh, Drew Holiday might be turning 34 as the Warriors are celebrating a championship in total wild fantasy theory. Um, no, dude, I would absolutely love Drew Holiday on this team. Now, granted, I feel like if you get Drew Holiday versus Chris Paul, it makes the. I, I feel like I don't know if you could bring a Drew Holiday off the bench. You know, uh, given his age, given how good he is. So you have to kind of really evaluate things. I've I've been saying for a while now that if there's any player on this on this roster that should be coming off the bench, and I know this might be an, an unpopular opinion, it should be Clay Thompson. Like I think he he's at this point of his career, and it's not a, a an a disrespectful thing in me saying that. It's just look, it's it's when you're looking at the team collective and you're looking at the pieces and parts that fit. Um, Clay right now looks to me a lot like how Manu Ginobili filled a role for the Spurs, where he was should have been a starter. But he came off the bench to help the team because he knew that was a that was a better fit. He still finished games. I, I, you've been on this show saying that's what matters the most. Um, you know, so I, look, man, I, I, I would love it is what I'm trying to say. I would absolutely love Drew Holiday coming to the Warriors because you're also setting yourself up for the next five years or so. Uh, whereas with Chris Paul, this year is one and done. What's your reaction to what I just said about that, man?
1: Well, as far as the coming off the bench thing, I think Clay Thompson is the clear cut answer. I mean, Steph, no, stop the discussion there. Andrew (laughs) Wiggins, he's too young. He's too good of a two-way piece. And we talked about it one of the last times I was on here where he didn't really get a lot of run last season because of injuries and then the personal matter with his father. So yeah, you got to have Andrew Wiggins out there. Draymond is one of a kind and you're never going to replicate a Draymond Green. So you got to have him out there. And then Kavan Looney, well, first of all, you need some kind of size and rebounding. And Draymond even himself during the playoffs was like, well, he's not coming off the bench. Like, I'm going to – so, yeah, Clay's the guy. But, yeah, if we're going to go back to the Drew Holiday piece of it, look, there's two sides to it. And the first side is the very enticing fact that it is financially possible – Uh, I think Drew Holiday was underrated for so long and finally started to get some respect, probably being the second best player on that Olympic team a couple of summers back. That'd be an incredible backcourt with two very different skill sets. Um, You know, and you mentioned the great person, great teammate would be an amazing guy for the locker room full of big personalities. And I think Steve Kerr would just absolutely love him and trust him in the same way that he did in Andre Iguodala or Sean Livingston uh, back in his younger years at the helm for this team. Where I do pump the brakes just a little bit on it is you got to ask the question like, okay, does this give the Warriors a one-year window to really make this count? Mm
2: -hmm. Because
1: there's the financial side of it, which is that Klay Thompson is up for an extension next summer. Holiday has only one year left on his contract. He's likely going to decline his player option. For 2024 25 and adding him would add to the already league high luxury tax that the warriors have to face then there's also the players element of it because we mm-hmm. said the trailblazers are in rebuild mode and we talk about a 38 year old chris paul who's getting paid 30 million dollars that's not exactly a prize piece in a trade for a team that's rebuilding and just drafted scoot henderson to be their next guy And it's one thing if Paul's taking a vet uh, vet minimum deal, but he's not. And that means that the Warriors could have to get rid of both Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. And I don't like that at all because the dubs missed on James Wiseman, who was one of their lottery picks during that uh, rebuild within the dynasty kind of stretch that they had. And I want to see Chris Paul's impact on Moody and Kaminga because we don't know if the Warriors missed on those guys yet. And I think there's a lot of flashes where you think that they didn't because they have that potential. And, um, you know, Chris Paul, such a defined part of his legacy as he's gotten older, has been his impact as a teammate, especially the way he can adjust the game of younger guys and shift their attitude and just get them understanding the game in a whole new way where it just kind of clicks. And I don't know how many years, and frankly, how many games, Chris Paul will be his impactful self in a Warriors jersey. But Moody and Kaminga, could be franchise cornerstones for years to come. And this season is a big opportunity for them to mature. So I can see both sides of the coin here on the Drew Holiday thing. If it happens, I'll be really, really excited and forget about some of the consequences that I just mentioned in the short term. But uh, we'll see where he ends up because we're probably going to have an answer sooner rather than later.
0: Absolutely. And look, I, I, I uh, th- when we come back, I want to discuss... What the cost could be ultimately, because you're right. I do not support trading either of those two players for Drew. I, I don't think it's worth it. If you're gonna trade for Drew Holiday, you can't give up the farm for him, like for for reasons like you said. He he might leave in a year. Um, he's not exactly you know a, a young like rookie type player. He's in his mid thirties. Um, so if you can get him, like I would give up future first rounders. I'd give up pick swaps. I I do something like that. Um, Chris Paul obviously has to be included to match salaries. I saw in the chat somewhere that they can't even trade for him until, uh, 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 yeah, Douglas Mikes. I, this is the first I've heard. I don't know if this is true or not, but Douglas Mikes writes that the CBA won't allow the Warriors to trade Chris Paul until December. I don't think that's true. Um, but maybe I'm mistaken. Cause I actually read up on this a little bit and, and I mean, Chris Paul was traded initially to the Warriors right after being traded. So I don't see what the, why there would be another limitation there. Um, and Sean Stanley, I just have to address this real fast. Writes, please stop. Clay had no offseason training last year. Clay deserves a chance to have another year to be judged. Me suggesting him coming off the bench is not a, a denigration. I'm not criticizing him. I'm just saying when you have a team with a lot of good players, you can't have all of them starting. It's just like Steve Kerr said the other day. He has he, he has six starters on his team. Someone has to come off the bench, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad player if you come off the bench. It just simply means maybe he's better suited to help the second unit during the early parts and middle parts of a game and then finish it off with a squad. You know, there's no disrespect toward Clay in me saying that is what I'm trying to say. Um, But we're going to talk about that and much more. You brought up Wiseman, uh, which actually leads me to, uh, to, when we come back again, to play this great clip um, that I don't think has been disseminated as, as much as it should have. And it's from Anthony Edwards. And he was talking about the Warriors' attitude toward him back in that 2020 draft. I don't know if you you've heard this clip, uh, Greg. It is a delight. I, I don't know how this went under the radar. I'm gonna. I mean, you all will understand what I'm talking about in just a moment when we return. First, though, got to give some love to one of our newer sponsors, and that's Jace Medical. And it's a great sponsor for this reason and this reason alone. You can't predict what is going to happen in the future. Accidents happen, whether they're natural whether they're, you know, they happen to your physical body, whether it's injury, whether it's whatever it is, stuff happens, right? And it's good to have a medical kit in your home. Now, what makes Jace unique versus your traditional medical kit that you might pick up at a grocery store that has like Band-Aids, that might have like Neosporin, some gauze, the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. That's part of the perks of buying a Jace case. Doctor created, doctor recommended. So don't be caught unprepared, folks. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during during the unexpected. And right now, you can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, you loyal, I love you folks that tune in for every show. Uh, my my good buddy, Larry Kruger, uh, is, is, might be coming on the program Friday or Saturday night. I still have Trice High on the schedule. There's a lot of guests to come. Follow the program on the platform formerly known as Twitter at Locked on Dubs. You can follow me on threads at DogWild, Dog super easy. And you can follow Greg Silver uh, on threads at Greg O oh, Silver without the H, or if you go on X, add the H in the middle name. Is, are you getting tired of that, Greg, or do you like it that I keep saying that? I don't want to, like, annoy you with the O! Oh! You know how many, you know how much uh, riffing there is all
1: the time in the studios at KMBR, and the random okay. nicknames that get thrown around. Like, yes. my friend, you are chilling. <laughs>
0: all right, all right, awesome. Okay, that's good stuff. <laughs> a, a good sense of humor, I think, is key to to a happy, healthy life. So I love hearing that. Um, so you brought up James Wiseman. We're going to talk about this Drew Holiday thing some more because it deserves a lot of conversation. If there's any reality uh, to the speculation, um, Anthony Edwards was uh, on the on the podium. Answering questions because the NBA is playing just like the Warriors did a year ago, where they played the Wizards in Japan. The NBA is doing the whole international push during preseason basketball, and the Minnesota Timberwolves and Dallas Mavericks are going to be playing two games this year in Abu Dhabi uh, in the Middle East. Again, this is just, it's brilliant marketing. It's crazy travel for the players and the organizations, but nonetheless, they're out there right now. Anthony Edwards was on the podium and, and again, I heard this and I'm thinking to myself, this is a gem of a clip because one thing that continually has bothered me for a number of years is why the warriors were never serious about Anthony Edwards in that 2020 draft. They had the number two pick Minnesota had the number one, one pick, but it has been reported, not speculated, but reported that the Timberwolves had reached out to the warriors. They wanted to, to make a trade and that the Warriors just shut that door. The Warriors had no interest in moving up the spot so that they could draft Anthony Edwards. And now we know why. The answer to that question is in this clip. Folks, I don't, I don't know if you'll enjoy this as much as I do, um, but I think this is a gem of a soundbite. Here is Anthony Edwards.
2: Oh, my God. Um, it was, It was crazy because, like, before he came, I thought I was, like, working hard. And, like, when he came... I was going through the drills, and he kept stopping them. Like, that's all you got. That's all you got. And I'm like, bro, I'm going hard as you want me to go. Like,
0: Hold on. Let me, and I need to preface this real fast. I, I Maybe I should have introduced this a little better. Uh, Anthony Edwards was asked about his experience playing for Team USA during the World Cup and more specifically playing for Steve Kerr. And this was his reaction. I apologize for not setting this up more clearly. One more time. Here we go. Oh,
2: my God. Um, it, was, it was crazy because, like, before he came, I thought I was, like, working hard. And like, when he came, I was going through the drills and he kept stopping them. Like, that's all you got. That's all you got. And I'm like, bro, I'm going hard as you want me to go. Like, what you want me to do? I'm sweating crazy. He like, man, you got to see Steph and KD and Clay workout. And um, we went to dinner that night and they were, they still was continuously telling me like, you, you didn't work hard enough. Like if if we had the number one pick, we wouldn't take you. And I was just like, damn, that's crazy. So me and my trainer around home after dinner and we just talking like, but we got to pick it up. I don't know how, I don't know what we got to do, like, but we got to pick it up. And I think after that, man, it's just, I became a madman in the gym. And like, I just, I try to work to, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. You can bring it up with Steve. Oh yeah, for sure. He knows. Yeah. He, he's going to see this and laugh because he already knows him, Bob Myers. And um, it was another guy with him. Yeah. But they all kind of, played a huge role in where I am today because they 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 pitched that to me early
0: that's crazy and so basically the Warriors uh decided to and they, look this was not any big secret that was the big holdup on Anthony Edwards being the number one pick is that a lot of people questioned his dedication his commitment to the game of basketball um I think young earlier younger in his younger years he was actually more focused on football uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that um and he switched over to basketball full-time later um but that was crazy to me and 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 I do love the fact that Kerr and Bob Myers, they've seen the model for a work ethic, and that is Steph Curry. That is Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole, I think, really emulated that as well. I mean, his value in a lot of ways, I think, came from his work ethic as well. Um, And if Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody followed that, I think we're going to see greatness from those those two as well. But um, even though, like, uh, AC is saying he thinks he's seen that clip before, I don't think the clip is old. I saw it today, and I think it came from Abu Dhabi. But what is if you've never seen this clip before if it is in fact new uh greg what are your thoughts to that what's your reaction because until now i always wondered why did you not get this guy he was there for the taking and you did not pursue it and now i know why i felt relief what are your thoughts on that
1: i love anthony edwards a lot like one of my favorite players in the entire league warriors or otherwise and uh you know Item number one is that that was a draft during COVID, where people didn't have an ordinary college season and playing in front of crowds, and then the draft happened a month before the season, and a lot of things were kind of messed up there. So already weird circumstances. Number two, I think I remember as a fan and spectator thinking like, I want the Warriors to get this James Wiseman guy because he's a seven footer and uh, could have big potential, and you know Kavon Looney is is our main center, and I mean. I love Looney. I got a Jersey right there in the closet and everything. Um, but just kind of rationally speaking, I'm like, Oh, can he be our guy and win a championship? By the way, I know that the warriors internally were actually thinking a similar thing with the draft. Like, can you win a championship with Kevon Looney? Of course they stand corrected, uh, as of 2022 and it happened. And that's no diss on Kavon Looney whatsoever. Talk about a work ethic, by the way. Uh-huh. Um, Yep, but yeah, so it's just a kind of a lot of weird circumstances and the height and the seven foot potential. It made sense, but the bottom line is the guy played like two games in college. I mean, he was, he's the perfect Bay Area different sport comparison to Trey Lance, uh, but he was he was basketball's Trey Lance, and it didn't work out, and that's okay. And uh, Anthony Edwards though, like I, when he had a quote before he was drafted that talked about how he just was good at basketball, but. He really liked football and thinks he would have fun playing tight end. I remember thinking, I am either going to hate this guy when he gets into (laughs) the league or I'm going to really like him. And then I ended up liking him a lot because not only does he have an incredible skill set and continues to get better, I think he is everything that is wrong with the Timberwolves. I think he is the opposite of that in terms of just like being gutsy, being fearless, uh, just – not caring, but like being able to back up that trash talk with work ethic and not just saying empty words and that sort of thing. I I really do believe he is a superstar and will continue to grow. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of great insight though, to hear that clip. And I hadn't seen that before. So really cool stuff and, uh, kind of nice that, that we got to see a work ethic light shown on guys like Steph, Clay,
0: KD, and some others that weren't even mentioned. You're absolutely right, man. I just love the insight of it. And and, and it really uh, gave some insight into the thought process of what Steve Kerr and Bob Myers are looking for uh, in the players that they bring in. That work ethic is important. Um, so going back to Drew Holiday, uh, uh, wait, Sean Stanley right here, right? So why do you feel we cannot win again with Looney? I'm confused um, because as good as Looney is, he's not an elite center. He's good. He's not great. There's a huge difference. Um, I feel like it,
1: we can do it. I'm all I'm all Looney all day, but I would take more bodies. Like if anything, let's get a guy that can eat up fouls in the playoffs.
0: Well, and we've already and Looney's already look. I love Looney as much as you. I love him. I, I I'm I'm happy with him as as for him being the starting center. But realistically, a he doesn't finish games most of the time for good reason. He's he's hardly if ever been part of death lineups, for example, right? I mean he's. He's a a valuable role player um, who starts for the Warriors as a a center. Um, He does his job exceptionally well. But he's also proven he can't defend Nikola Jokic, and he cannot defend Anthony Davis. The only player on this roster that can defend those guys is Draymond Green. That's it. And you cannot put Draymond Green on those guys for four quarters. Gonna get in foul trouble, he's gonna get worn down, he's turning 34 years old this year. So, what I've been looking for, and and I don't I still don't know what the answer is gonna be for the Warriors this season because Kevon Looney just can't handle that responsibility, and, and and I don't think that's a slight on Kavon Looney. If Kavon Looney can handle every center in this game except for Nikola Jokic and Anthony Davis, that makes you a damn fine basketball player but we're talking about championships here folks in the same way ai was like we're talking about practice we're talking about world championships all right the ultimate ultimate level of success and to win a championship kevon looney does not cut it for uh for the end of games and and, and for the majority of games handling those two players who i think are the roadblocks to the warriors winning a fifth title in 10 years in your opinion greg what is the salve there with this current roster? Like, do you think Kerr and and uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. look at Dario Saric as the solution? Do they look at team defense and just the the collective basically playing together to to solve these problems? Like, what what do you think is going through their mind with this current roster and turning down players like Dwight Howard, not aggressively pursuing players like Javale McGee? Like, what do you think their thought process is here?
1: I wish I had the answer to that question because as free agency went along and then getting the chance to sign all these guys, I was kind of hoping to get a JaVale McGee, a guy that knows the system in the locker room, somebody like that. Uh, you know, I, We talked about Juan Toscano Anderson before as well. So I don't know the answer itself. Now, yeah. I know just from football season getting – back up and running again that there are good organizations and there are also bad organizations and sometimes teams will just stay perpetually bad because they're poorly run the warriors have been a great run organization for the last decade and so there's always going to be this element of trust i have with them and my best guess in speculation i mean i know just as well as you or the next guy But I think the Warriors are really confident in what they are and what they have. Steph Curry last year, at the age of, what, 34, was still one of the all-time best players we have ever seen. He looked as conditioned as ever. His game looked as polished as ever, even if maybe he lost like a slight step in explosiveness or things he had when he was 28 years old. But I, I mean, I think they just are really trusting in their identity and they think like, maybe to beat a Lakers team or a Nuggets team or I guess now the Milwaukee Bucks or a Miami Heat, if they run up against it, it's not so much about how can we stop what the other teams are great at rather than like, how can we maximize what we are? Because I think there right. was a sense and you, and you heard it in the exit press conference from Kerr after they lost in six to the Lakers of like, yeah, this was definitely a lost year for us. I think they felt like from the beginning, they, Never really had things right. I mean, the Draymond Green punch, we've talked about it a million times. It's going to have to keep getting talked about because of the year that they had last year and because we don't have new data and new games to talk about for another month. So, yeah, I I think that that's – I I would guess that, just that the Warriors are so trusting in what they are and that they can beat teams rather than worrying so much about somebody else. And Nikola Jokic, a – and Anthony Davis and LeBron duo. I mean, they're getting up there in age two. Anthony Davis can't always stay healthy. True. I think the Lakers did do really well in free agency, which sucks.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh if Phoenix by the way just got better. I think that trade made them better. I know that's kind of a mixed opinion, but the fact that look, they already have three star players. I mean, you got your Devin Booker, your Kevin Durant and your Bradley Beal. Now you have a bench and you have some role players. I know Deandre Ayton. Is a very talented player. I think he also is not the most physical. I think his uh, body language and per- uh, perceived effort—I will say, because I don't want to—I don't want to say someone's not trying. If like you don't really know, but right. just it looks a little off sometimes when he's out there and like he can get pushed around a little bit. Um, they got rid of that contract. Like I think it actually works for Phoenix and keeps them as a Western Conference contender. I do think Deandre Ayton's a talent. I just think that there were limitations to the setup that that roster had last year. Like it was no contest against Denver.
0: Yeah, and I I, we can only hope that they they learn from last year. By the way, you and I will totally disagree. I actually think um, two things. One, this Dame Lillard trade, and look, we're gonna make this a two parter if you're down for this because there's so much still to discuss. We're going an hour tonight, folks, so don't go anywhere because there's so much to talk about. Um, But I actually believe that that trade hurt the Milwaukee Bucks it, it, they lost I mean they they lost a a outstanding defensive player in Drew Holiday, a, a player who was one of the three best on a world championship team in that same run by the way in that same year that Milwaukee won the title I love DeAndre Adens playing that in that whole postseason run he came up short at the very end but he showed at least me that he does have the strength uh and maybe the mental fortitude to to carry a team pretty far Not not carry maybe is a strong word but I, what I'm trying to say is I wouldn't mind DeAndre Ayton if suddenly, let's say, he's on the Warriors. Like, I would be elated. Oh, to no, hear not at all. Like that, right? Yeah. But I, I don't think Milwaukee got better because Dame Lillard is not young himself. He's a scoring machine, but he's not known for defense. So the Milwaukee Bucks got thinner and they got worse defensively. So I, I don't see the Bucks. I, I know Dame Lillard's a star, but if if you look past the, you know, just the, you know, the, the grandeur of, of his name, I think the Bucs got worse, and I also think the Suns got worse. I really do. Like you, like I know they got a little deeper, but if if you're if the Warriors' nemesis is another team who's relying on wings, I'm always going to take the Warriors. In other words, if, you're, if 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 it's the Warriors against another team who's trying to beat them at their own style of play, good luck with that. You have no chance in hell. I, I don't. And and Ayrich, uh, I mean that dude is a traffic cone defensively. He's injury prone. So the Suns are, are actually not... I don't see them as a threat now. I really don't. I think that was an incredibly dumb move on their part. I, I think if you're going to trade DeAndre Ayton, trade him for someone else who's an elite big. And they traded him for, for Jokic, Like, that's insane to me. I I was elated hearing that news. I, to me, the Suns are actually not as much of a, a worry to me. And again, you, we can all disagree on this, right? This is totally just my opinion here. I saw something in the chat uh, before we start on part two. Um which was a trade proposal. And it, and it really fascinated me. Um, AC, by the way, I think you are absolutely right. Jermichael green was a huge miss. Uh, you know, you, you live and learn sometimes you, you you know, nobody's perfect. Um, he's still out of the league right now. I don't think he signed with anyone yet, but, uh, Jacob here, Jacob underscore pound writes, Kevon Looney, Andrew Wiggins, Chris Paul, and a pick for Deandre Aiden and Drew holiday. Would you do that? Greg?
1: Definitely not. And definitely and that's not. no disrespect to Jacob. appreciate the, uh, the listening. Of course. And it's always good to get the gears turning, right? Like, I'm glad we just disagreed. Um, but when you say Looney and Wiggins, that's two guys that it's are too much. Warriors DNA. And Looney's been there the whole time. He's become a cornerstone to the dynasty quietly. And then Wiggins had one of the great revivals into being kind of a, I don't want to say bust because he was never a bad player, but definitely not number one pick caliber. Into one of the top two-way players in the game when he was at his best, and he, we proved that he could do it in big moments. Um, so to get guys like that don't know the team as well, haven't necessarily shown it to the same degree. Uh, just lost me at Looney and Wiggins there alone. He lost everyone. I, he
0: lost everyone. It's okay. We're moving up from that. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, Jacob. Again, yeah, no disrespect from either of us. No, you lost everyone with that trade idea. Um, but we'll finish this part one on the on with this question to you and to everyone else because I love engagement from the chat and and I I I really hope everyone feels like they're a part of this when we're doing a live show. Um, would you trade either Kaminga or Moody? Like like let's say that Portland comes to the Warriors and they're like, we'll give you Drew, but we want one of those two guys. Would you give up either or, or are both off the plate for you in any hypothetical trades scenario for Drew Holiday?
1: Uh, that's tough. If I got to an answer on the spot, Kaminga, no, because of the athletic upside, even though I don't know if he's as much of an adult in the room as Moody. Moody, maybe, maybe, depending on what the entirety of the trade is. I still would say no to both. Uh, I don't want to give up either, but definitely no on Kaminga, probably not on Moody
0: whoops I was muted there and there you go and uh <clears throat> yeah I agree I I for some reason like I feel a little more comfortable with Moses Moody's future I, I think that I feel a little more secure with him than Kaminga but I also think Kaminga's upside is so phenomenal and just play the man just play the man give him his 20 minutes a game and let's see what happens man I really want to see the Chris Paul Jonathan Kaminga connection happen I'm, I'm excited for that I'm elated for that um, all right. So it looks like we're, we're basically, yeah. And no sleep real vibes. This could be fair that Moody's basically becoming a slowly, but surely version of young Igadala, except the better shooter. Um, I actually trust Moody as an outside shooter. Um, all right. Part two is coming up next.